1: I'm delighted to share my first series is in partnership with Heck, who, like me, do things differently. Being an independent and British family-owned business, they use the finest ingredients in small batches, pulling out all the stops to bring that farmer's market quality to the supermarket shelf. In addition to their delicious original range, they offer veggie options too, catering for absolutely everyone, all of which can be found online at heckfood.co.uk and in the major supermarkets too. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought a podcast on a mission to simplify nutrition, equipping you with all the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, Harley Street nutritionist, master practitioner, personal trainer, and best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well. I'm so excited to share my vision of food far beyond the confines of my clinic, I truly believe food should always be a positive aspect of life, offering enjoyment, fuel, and happiness for both the mind and body. I'll be joined by some very special guests, and we'll be talking about how to develop a healthy relationship with food, and what does that even mean, how does it make us feel, and how it can change our lives forever. Zanna Van Dyke is a personal trainer, author, and entrepreneur. She is one of the UK's most recognisable voices in health and fitness, and the first female UK Adidas global ambassador. She is co-founder of The Girl Games, a movement empowering women, host of BBC's Fit and Fearless podcast with her two best friends, Tally and Vic. And with a passion for sustainability, Zanna has most recently founded Stay Wild Swimwear, a brand made from recycled ocean plastic. Her love for travel sees Zana blog the world, so it's wonderful to catch her at a time when she's here at home with us today. Hello, Zana. Hello.
2: Oh, you're here. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Genuinely, I'm so excited. I actually got you here. I mean...
1: In terms of a lifestyle that means you're rarely actually in your home country, you're definitely nailing that one at the
2: moment. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm in the country for five days this month, which Goodness is me. It's shocking. And like, actually, I, <laughs> I, I just wish I was home a little bit more sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you grew up in Yorkshire.
1: So from Yorkshire to London, it's quite a um, quite a change in that in itself. And mm-hmm. you were kind of in search of a career in fitness from what I've gathered. And how do you think over the years your relationship in food has evolved?
2: from back when I was in Yorkshire to now, I mean, it's changed massively. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've always focused on like homemade food. My mum mm. was like a meat and two veg, shepherd's pie, like yeah. homemade lasagna. Like, bowl. Ev- everything yeah, snack <laughs> ball. Everything was from scratch. Um we never really bought anything packaged. Yeah. So I feel like that was instilled in me from a young age, although when I went to university I did have no idea how to cook and definitely fell Tell back on ready it. meals for like the first year. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, I did it has been instilled in me to focus on whole foods and homemade food. But um my my journey has changed massively from from where I was back then. Like if you guys don't know, I am, like, plant-based now. So yeah. that was a massive transition which has happened over the course of the past few years. Yeah. And also back then I believed in more of, like, a diet culture approach to food. And mm. I, I used to think, like, if you wanted to lose weight, you just didn't eat. And you just didn't eat carbs. Well, I just think every, everyone was
1: brainwashed that in their yeah, entire Yeah, and, like, low-fat,
2: can... low-carb, low-fun. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything <laughs> no was <learned>. fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I believed back then. But that's because that's what everybody believed. And I was just mm. uneducated. So it was, ignorance was bliss. Like, that. Yeah. That was that was what I all I knew so what I knew does that make sense and
1: when you say because that's such a huge transition because obviously you're an author you know your first book strong obviously you were a meat eater back then Mm -hmm. what was the catalyst moment that kind of did it was there one or was it gradual
2: it wasn't really like a a single moment I have had a very slow transitional journey to becoming Mm. plant-based which I kind of feel like for me worked I think if I'd done it overnight I probably would have gone back on myself so for me doing it slowly and doing it in a way where I was like listening to my body as I went and learning uh, how to cook plant-based meals as I went along I feel like Mm. if I I had gone overnight it does work for some people but if I'd done it overnight I wouldn't have known what on earth to cook yeah do you know what I mean so yeah. I just had to learn I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what, like what do I do if I don't eat salmon at every meal I know. <laughs> so <It's> just... <laughs> yeah so I had to work out like what my protein sources were and how to eat this way in terms of like a particular moment I watched this documentary called Cowspiracy oh yeah It's actually my second time watching it. I was going to say, I thought you had to watch it
1: a few times. I remember that. Yeah,
2: so I watched it. I watched all the like vegan documentaries back Mm. when I was at university. But I was in a headspace where I was very close-minded back then. Like Mm. I was very kind of like, Focused on myself, maybe you might say a little bit self absorbed. Like, well, I was to be honest, I actually think we need to go easy on ourselves because yeah. we should
1: all be more self absorbed, I think, than we are. Yeah, maybe, but maybe like... we should go back a bit. <laughs> I
2: don't know, maybe <laughs> I don't know your self absorbed version. <laughs> back then, I was very like okay. one track mind <laughs> yeah. about me and my journey. Yeah, and like I watched his documentaries and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna listen to that, like that's yeah. nonsense. And then I re watched them a few years later, God knows why. Um, <laughs> but I did, I re watched um, Cowspiracy, mm. and I can't remember what other ones I watched. there was a plastic one as well yeah but that was like that was like six months later so cowspiracy was the one that after that i said oh i'm gonna stop eating red meat and i remember Mm -hmm. making this youtube video and saying i'm gonna i'm gonna stop eating red meat for the planet because of this and that and i even said in the video don't worry i'm not gonna go vegetarian oh did you (laughs) (laughs) look at me now um so back then then i kind of went on this journey of like trying to source ethical meat but then i personally couldn't find meat which i believed was ethical, was ethical yep. so then i was like right i'm not gonna eat meat. i'll go veggie mm-hmm. um and then i never really had the urge to go vegan because i hadn't educated myself to that level yeah. and then i had i have this facebook group called the living consciously crew i love the living consciously yeah I, I love it too yeah. and it's like a it's a facebook group based around sustainability yeah um <clears throat> And we used to do challenges on there every single month. Now we do them every few months, but mm. back then it was like every month different, yeah. different challenge. Yeah. And we did a vegan challenge last September, mm-hmm. so a year and three months ago, four months ago now. Gosh, time. And um, I know it feels yeah. like the day. <laughs> and I went vegan for two weeks, and I was like, oh, this mm. is fine. And yes. then I didn't look back. How fun! So it was
1: just a moment like that. Yeah. Such a simple thing. Yeah, It's yeah, so yeah. interesting, though, because the number of vegans has literally, these are actual stats, quadrupled mm-hmm. between 2014 and 2018. And that's according to our food standards agency, the FSA. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's absolutely huge. And that rise has literally, mm-hmm. I think, resulted in an explosion of new foods and ready meals emerging. Uh-huh. And it's never really been easier to eat a vegan diet, would you say?
2: No, it's it's really, really easy now. And like, for example, you know, Veganuary, like, that mm-hmm. has been growing like two, three, four Four or five fold every year, mm-hmm. like the amount of people who are trying veganism for January. If you don't know what for January is, yeah, um, yeah, that is that is getting even larger every single year. So people yeah. are starting to listen more, and I think there's just been a general movement in terms of like news agencies and newspapers of mm-hmm. talking about the environmental elements well, of plant based diet
1: side of it. So one worry that I have is that just because you put something, I don't like labelling food choices. You can mm-hmm. be whatever you want to be, but exactly. veganism does not mean healthy for everyone because there are actually a lot of unhealthy healthy vegans out there I'm sure you'd agree if you don't know what you're doing you can definitely find your way into not eating the best diet let's say I mean well just, like with just
2: eating um, rice and beans all day, or just eating pasta and <laughs> tomato sauce all day, is vegan. Yeah, um, and that does not include a single sprout of broccoli. No. So you know, you kind of need to. You can be a junk food vegan, but you can also be a healthy vegan. It's just making sure you do it the right way. If you exactly. are exactly, what
1: are we going to put in, not take out of the diet? That's something I know yes. we both ham home a lot, which yeah. is really important. And I believe in positive nutrition a lot, and mm-hmm. I think, um, in fact, that's one thing I was going to mention to you as well because I'm bringing out something, a, a guide on how to. Be plant-based because i yeah. think people need educating how to do it correctly yeah,
2: yeah that's yeah, something yeah. that i think
1: has to happen and how would you build a balanced vegan plate
2: i think chuck it on there <laughs> yeah i think for me it's about it's the same as a non-vegan plate but just yeah. doing it with vegan ingredients so yeah. like making sure you have carbohydrates proteins and fats
1: totally I give think, us a few popular vegan proteins i think um, that's what so people get beans stuck beans and legumes beans yeah, and legumes we love beans like and legumes. soy
2: tofu yeah um but Can like we try temper Oh, I love tempeh. Yeah, where do you buy that from? Because I find that really hard to get here. I just had some for lunch um, and Lovely. On a salad. But, oh, there um, we go. <laughs> but yeah, I I get tempeh from, like, you can buy it on Whole food stores yeah. online and just get it sent to your house if you can't find it in a local for shop. For those of you
1: that don't know, I'm really sorry, that is kind of fermented soybeans. So it's similar to tofu, but it's, it's actually like, more nutritious.
2: Yeah, it's like tofu, but then fermented. Mm. So it's and like, harder. it's easier to digest than tofu, yeah. I find. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I really, really like tempeh. I think for me, something which was a journey um, when it came to eating plant-based was releasing this pressure around protein as well because yeah, I used to think that everything. every single meal every single <laughs> snack and every single morsel that passed had my mouth had to have protein and if it had high protein it was healthy and was then that I from soon, your PT days do you think I think I think it was from my bodybuilding days so like yeah eight, like I don't know if you follow me back then Ree, but like five years ago oh. I did like the bodybuilding thing I,
1: I think I missed that chapter of your oh life, mate Anna. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite glad <laughs> that you
2: did um <laughs> so I like used to yeah yeah I yeah. did all that for a while um I was qu- I was quite muscly there, I was quite yeah, strong. It yeah, was a great time. Well you are strong, um, yeah. But yeah, back then it was all like protein, protein, protein. Mm. And now it's kind of actually, I don't need to have like 30 grams of protein every single meal. I can yeah. just have like 12, 15 grams from my beans on the gooms, and that's absolutely fine. The body fine. doesn't
1: even, and this is one big misconception, the mm-hmm. body doesn't even absorb a plus, I would say, over 30 grams in one sitting. You just kind of yeah. pee and excrete stuff out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, love, yeah. I love that. I not excrete it out. Pee yeah. and excrete it out. You just, you
1: just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then carbohydrates, obviously, there's tons of different types of those as well. And you want tons of color in a vegan plate, don't oh, you? Oh,
2: yeah. that's, that's my main focus like i yeah i'm trying to like re-diversify my diet and make sure i get multiple different colors Mm. at a meal and my boyfriend always thinks i'm crazy so when we go to the shops i'm like that's a new vegetable we haven't cooked with like we need to get that or we need to try the purple cauliflower because it's purple yeah (laughs) i I love
1: it and the purple sprouting broccoli i love the purple sprouting one
2: (laughs) it's so good (laughs) i mean we sound like ridiculous right now i know i know i do love that sort of stuff so i think
1: diversity that's really the spice of life and we go on about it all the time but it is so beneficial for your gut microbiome and your overall health I mean if you're looking at incorporating set yourself a challenge at home if you're listening one new item a week
2: Oh, yeah. One yeah, new thing. I genuinely try and do that. I do yeah. try and put like a new food or a new ingredient or something new in every week. So I just think it's not only does it make it more interesting what you eat, but I think it is good for your gut as well.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, if we could go back to those documentaries. So if we're talking about the second time round that you were, you yeah. know, sparked about going plant based at that point, mm-hmm. when you say you didn't believe them at first, obviously yeah. there's balanced arguments for and against. What were the main kind of things that were in the back of your head when you were thinking, oh, I'm not sure?
2: Um, You know what, I think the main reason why I didn't was because I was a closed minded person and Mm. I, this sounds like a little bit hippy-dippy, but it was before I'd ever meditated or got into mindfulness and if you don't, if you guys don't know, I'm quite into that side of things. Uh, It's a really Um, beneficial thing to be into, we now know. So I'm big into that and as soon as I started to do that, I started to shift my perception and try and look outwards rather than purely looking inwards and as soon as I did that, then started being I read this book actually one book which I think really yeah, shifted my one? perception was Sapiens have you yes. read Sapiens oh my goodness oh my god so yes. good yeah um, I couldn't put it down no I'm yeah. actually reading the sequel again Ooh, now So saw, Homo Deus. I, think I noticed that yeah, yeah it's so good um because he's just put out a new book so I want to reread his second book to mm. kind of like get myself back into his vibe yeah um but yeah Sapiens It's not about vegetarian or veganism, Mm -hmm. but it's about the impact of humanity on the planet. And reading that after I'd started being more mindful kind of just made me realize like, oh, my God, every action that I take has a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it produces an impact on the planet. And I'd never even I just never even thought like that. My brain hadn't got to that point. My thought process hadn't got to that point. And as soon as I did, when I then watched documentaries, Mm. I was like. Oh, I right. just have the biggest smile on my face
1: right now because <laughs> one thing I would love to encourage everyone is that we all have power to make mm-hmm. small dif- small changes, make such big results in the long term, you know? If we all have that mindset and that outlook, I think we can make a difference. And I used to be like that. I used to be closed-minded and think, oh, what I do, how can that make a difference? Because it's such a big world. I'm one yeah. tiny ant. It used to really scare me. You know, when you think of how many people are on the planet and you're oh, looking yeah. out, it really does kind of freak me out. <laughs> Still scares me a bit, but yeah. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) So is that why, when it comes to your Facebook group, what does living consciously mean to you?
2: Living consciously, to me, is exactly that. Trying to live on this planet a little bit more consciously. Mm. What I like to say is that, to live on this planet, right? We get given this life on planet Earth. We just, do. We just get to like born we into do. it, and we get to live this privileged existence of Especially being actually here. In, we get access oh, to everything. Exactly, and we, we get to enjoy the beauties of the planet. But then I think we have to pay rent, right? To we live do. Here. So Unfortunately, <laughs> that's no. part of our life. <laughs> no, but we have to pay rent to the planet we do so my belief is that to pay rent to the planet we just need to live a little bit more consciously so you need to try yeah. and reduce your consumption of things that's a negatively impacting the planet yeah. and increase your consumption or increase your actions which are going to positively impact the planet I so do, yeah. that's what I personally believe I feel like it's every human's responsibility if you're lucky enough to be here you might as well try and look after your home I so. completely
1: agree one thing that I really hope would happen and it's since I've got a keep cup I mean it mm. it changed my life and my little straw I've got my little straw oh, yeah, I take I love everywhere that. with me I know this is called Sipsy it's a little recyclable straw I've got with me but <laughs> Um, on that note why on earth do the government not just ban coffee cups then we'd all carry a keep cup and then we'd all just have this one cup for a very very long time
2: I know I just feel like (laughs) I think we're in a bubble where we think that everybody cares but then like when you actually get out of our bubble of consciousness and you go out into just a normal they're not Costa and ma- many other coffee shops exist mm-hmm. but if for example you go to a Costa or a Starbucks or any of these shops you actually realise that 98% of the population are okay. taking a disposable cup and they look mm-hmm. at you like what on earth are you doing carrying a reusable cup mm-hmm. and then you realise oh not that many people actually care no so <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like I know. Oh. but that's why I had to get you on the podcast Anna, because yeah. I, know, I
1: know from obviously knowing you for quite a while that this is something you're so passionate about but I think you've also helped spark a lot of the other people in a kind of social media world mm-hmm. because Let's be fair, you were on Instagram at the very beginning. And that's nearly that's by the way, that's nearly eight years ago. I've been on air for a while. It was really scary. I looked at it, I like, <laughs> eight years. It's gone very fast and you used to be called so it used to be called, you'll be impressed that I've looked at this. Is it was it the blonde health? Blonde Health. Yeah. Blonde Health. Blonde Health. That but was obviously me. your
2: content has changed mahoosively. Oh my god, yeah. Like the journey for my con for my content yeah. has been quite miraculous. Yeah. I mean, I when I first started, I just did food photos and yes. I didn't share my face because I was like, I don't want to show you who I am, not just strangers on the internet. Yeah. Then I started showing a little bit of fitness, then it yeah. shifted more fitness, and then it became like fitness and who I am, so like personality-based. Yeah. And now it's kind of like me and anything that i'm interested in yeah so it's like fitness food travel sustainability That's like incredible anything that i want to talk about and do you find that it's
1: kind of um i've had another guest on recently we we're talking about the emergent well, twitter emerging into the world you know that was the first kind of platform aside mm-hmm. from facebook and it was a bit more um i think you can get a lot of online trolling and things like that mm. how have you managed to protect yourself at the same time when you started putting yourself and your opinions out there
2: I mean, it just comes with the territory. If it you're going to have an opinion online with an audience, you kind of have to put that out there knowing people are going to disagree. I know. And it doesn't really make it any easier. No, because, because... sensitive people. Oh, my God. And, like, yeah. I am such an, like inside I'm a people pleaser yes. like I try and be sassy mofo but in reality <laughs> I just want to make everybody happy so so it's kind of like when I do get hate it can be challenging if it's like really blatant ridiculous hate like sometimes I get these messages which are absolutely ludicrous Yeah. and I just think to myself like you have got issues mate you need yeah. to go home and have a look in the mirror yeah. Um. but if it's somebody who says something where it's kind of like they disagree they say it really nicely mm. and they're like well I-, I followed you for years but actually now I don't agree with your message or I don't agree with this I don't oh. agree with that and I'm like oh that cuts it does, me it does it does sting <laughs> yes yeah. <Yeah>, that stings <laughs> <Yeah>. I agree <laughs> yeah and I'm like oh I'm sorry <laughs> sorry I'm um, a person I have yeah. evolving changing behaviors exactly. <laughs> um but I kind of feel like now it doesn't actually happen that much anymore I got mm. quite a bit when I first started talking about sustainability I think because it was a shock to the system for a lot of people and they well, didn't follow such, me for that even
1: I remember what a big change it was but yeah. I was like Wow, you opened my eyes as well and it yeah, was yeah, yeah. I remember you told me to watch what was I think it was Coral or um Chasing Coral Chasing Coral that song. So there is a theme yeah, song yeah. for those of you listening download Chasing Coral. It's the most yeah. beautiful song with it beautiful is. lyrics. Chasing Coral or <laughs> Colors. Yeah. Anyway, off topic slightly, what do you think we can all do to make a difference? Is there one easy change that everybody that you could say Mm-hmm. Come on, everyone. What I mean, there's
2: many changes. I can give you a few top tips. Please do. Um, number one, try meatless Mondays or try yes. more plant-based meals. Yeah. Try maybe making your breakfast every day be plant-based. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if every single person in the world, if every single person in London just mm-hmm. tried to reduce their meat consumption, it would make a massive, massive, massive difference. Yeah, so that's huge. Do that. I
1: even have a meat-free Monday in my book, Renourish Guys. So, you know, yeah. we have to start encouraging different options. You don't have to give it up yet, but definitely make some changes.
2: Yeah, and I think restaurants or places where they put vegetables at the centre of the meal actually have more flavour and yes. they're more interesting dishes because it's so easy to just put a piece of salmon with some broccoli and some rice. Yeah. Whereas like, if you have to make lentils or carrots or something be the centre of a meal, they have to kind of like jazz it up a bit. So don't be that. scared to go to a meal which is focused on plants because they often actually put more flavour into that.
1: And there's a big misconception that plant-based foods don't keep you full. Well, actually, guys, they contain a lot more fibre. And fibre's the thing that keeps you fuller for longer. I mean, we're not technically meant to make that claim on any Mm. product these days, but Mm. fibre keeps you
2: full. It does keep you full. In terms of other swaps, I'd just say the easiest thing you can do, which every single person can do, is purchase reusable products rather than using... like my keep cup. Exactly. Like your bottle. Exactly. So rather than using single-use products, products but these products take a lot of resources to produce Mm -hmm. for example if you use a single use plastic bottle it takes six times the amount of water that's in that bottle to produce that bottle and a quarter of the amount of water that's in that bottle is how much oil is used to make that (sighs) bottle so a lot of water a lot of oil goes into producing this one bottle which you might use for 15 minutes and then more resources will go into recycling it or handling it as waste it literally makes absolutely zero sense to have a single use plastic bottle so it does make zero sense it, it, it literally blows my mind yeah um, unless you're in a country where you can't drink bottled water t- uh, tap water don't understand that yeah there's quite a few but, of yeah. those but um, mm. for, for those places I get asked this a lot I use a bottle called a life straw bottle and it, so you just fill any water in there and you suck it through the life straw and you can drink even water from oh, the does, river does that filter yeah so yeah. that's just a tip because I get asked that all the time um, it's almost like
1: having a water filter like an iron exchange column but inside yeah. everywhere you go oh yeah so yeah. you can drink
2: literally... You could drink water from a puddle. I wouldn't recommend that, but you literally <laughs> could with that bottle. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know? Do you know? It's
1: actually funny. I'm going to mention this because we had someone that was on Bear Girls, The Island earlier in the studio. Oh yeah. And they were saying they had to filter water through a bra or socks and think that was that was desperate times. Oh my goodness. So I think it would be much easier to have one of your devices.
2: Nana. Oh yes, I think just get a live straw, guys. In, <laughs> yes. term, in terms of other sustainable swaps, reusable bottle, reusable coffee cup, reusable straw, reusable cutlery. Um, cutlery, sorry. I just went to a lunch restaurant where you sit in but they still serve you your food and disposable packaging it oh, breaks my heart I but I asked for it in a paper packaging yeah. with no plastic lid and then I ate it with my own reusable cutlery. so yeah. I'd in reality only produced one piece of waste rather than producing maybe four yes. or five as any normal yeah. customer would
1: I love how honest so, you are about that because nobody's perfect yeah I mean I went earlier into a place to get a shake and I was like can you just leave the straw out please could you could you put it in yeah. my keep cup oh we're not allowed to do that oh really I was like, you won't pour this liquid into a keep cup why why does that make a difference Go. Wow. it's not the right size and i was like well can you at least take my straw and then they gave me the drink with the plastic straw in anyway. and i was like i've got a straw here i said that oh. and then they ended up putting it in the bin i was like i've just tried so hard
2: mate what matters <laughs> is that you tried i know actually a lot of places are <laughs> open to using your own bottles. Yeah. so i take my own water bottle to so i do a lot of workout classes and often yes. workout classes have attached smoothie bars yes and i do. always get my smoothie in my bottle yeah. and i've never had somebody reject me for that even at joe and the juice they will put your smoothie in your bottle like most mainstream places i won't name where i just went but guys yes um (laughs) some of the places do you allow you to do that
0: want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at (laughs) (laughs) mintmobile.com.
1: So we've had a lot of questions from followers. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've got so many more tips to share with us. This is really good. So Kim has said... I'm nowhere near ready to go vegan yet, but I do want to buy ethically sourced meat and
2: fish. Where can I find them? You kind of <gasps> answered that earlier. I don't know if I'm- Um you can maybe answer this, Ree, but in, yes. my, in my personal opinion, yeah. um, I. Oh, God, I hate saying this. I think there's a difference I, between the I, word I, ethical and sustainable. Yeah, so I personally don't believe, perhaps, certain types of meat. Okay, let me cover go this for in it, various babe, angles. Go for it. Ethically, I don't believe any meat is ethical because mm-hmm. an animal has lost its life. Sustainably, there, you go. Um, there is a form of farming called circular farming where you'll mm-hmm. have cattle grazing on different fields to help um, put nitrates back into the soil, which yes. help with the crop yields. So certain farming practices are more sustainable sustainable which involve animals mm-hmm. however I still wouldn't kill the animals for meat but that is a more sustainable place to get products I from I think
1: that's lovely and I think you have to really look on the packets now because there are certain stamps of approval like things like fish for instance you mm-hmm. can look if it's it will say on the packet if sustainably sourced or not so yes. really simple things that you can make a difference with there but I think when it comes to meat you're better off cutting down overall consumption mm-hmm. um, and then when it comes to fish try and make that swap if, if you can um, Kim that would be really good little and also, changes also
2: I will sorry I'm I'm not going to be preachy but i will Go say try it. and reduce fish just mm-hmm. because 46 percent of the great pacific garbage patch is made from fishing nets so if you want to fight ocean plastic a really positive way to fight yeah. ocean plastic is also to reduce fish so don't just swap your meat for fish maybe just keep the meat free mondays and things yeah. instead exactly yeah. so we need a exactly. really Red- good balance reduction in there. all areas is a fab place to start
1: i agree i think that's a good tip there so sylvia has said I'm a bit taller than my boyfriend and madly in love with him. This is really a good question. You probably get Sorry this all the much. time. Um, but people make fun of me. How do I deal with the horrible things?
2: Mate, I get this. I all... knew you'd people be the best person for ask me this, this question. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you don't know, guys, I'm six foot two. She's incredible. Um, <laughs> um, thanks, babe. So my yeah. boyfriend is probably like five, nine? Yeah. Five, ten. ten I'm saying, yeah, like I know. I, yeah, I think it counts that yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a Yeah, he's a, a little bit shorter than me. Honestly, like love is love it doesn't matter exactly. and like whoever made the social norm that the oh. man has to be told the woman who made this rule oh, I know. nobody <laughs> made the rule the rule does not exist the no. rule exists to be broken if it does exist so yeah. please like love is love own it like my boyfriend loves it when i wear heels because he's yes. like damn you look amazing and i'm yeah. like yeah i'm towering over you feeling like a badass." So. Yeah. Guys, honestly, it means absolutely nothing. If anybody ever makes fun of you, it says more about them than it, it does, does about you. Like, really, really does. It really does. Guys,
1: there's no one size. There's no one shape. There's no one anything for everyone. It is mm. what the media has dictated. We, we've all been yeah. a little bit brainwashed by what is right and what is wrong in society. Uh-huh. Like the 2.4 children thing. Everybody should be married by X age and oh have goodness. kids by X age. It just doesn't exist, does it, anymore? No. And like,
2: even, even when I was dating my boyfriend, I remember thinking to myself, like, it's a bit He's a bit short. Um, but <laughs> I never let that hold me back because as no. soon, like, after a couple of dates, I was like, this, like, that can't hold me back. Like, yeah, yeah, we're made for each other and the height doesn't come into that no. equation, so. Well, that was a good question, Sylvia. So Millie has said,
1: I love your page, Sanna. I really want to travel and blog like you. What can I do to grow my
2: following quicker? Oh, my goodness. I also get this question on the I day. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would say time. And I think people, mm. people see what I do now and they think oh she's like got this overnight i actually did a post the other day because i've just come back from a trip to california where i was working out there with the tourism board yeah and that was actually my first paid tourism board trip and was i've been really doing lovely. free trips yeah. for the tourism boards for about four years to so get i'm to like the point you are now I'm like Thank four, you for sharing four that. four years of free yeah. trips with absolutely zero payment except mm-hmm. fun, fun experiences yeah to finally get paid four years later i'm like guys yeah you, you, this doesn't happen overnight. And it you've takes been on Instagram for eight years. Oh my god! Yeah, people, yeah. For, people forget yeah. about it. Yeah, I think yeah. people like look at my page and they're like, "Oh my god, how did she do that?" I'm like, "Wait, I've been grafting since I was, I don't know, 19." Yeah. So. It's it's been a long time coming, and I think that's the main thing. Like, let go of the pressure of growing fast mm-hmm. and just grow authentically. And the audience who come to you over time are the audience who are going to stay with you. So you know,
1: that's one interesting that you've got to instead of looking at it as followers, look at them as people, yeah. human beings that are actually interested in what you have to say.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: it doesn't matter how big or how small it is, because you can get opportunities no matter how many. And I know people. It's very. You may think it's very easy for us to be talking to you like this. Mm-hmm. However. It really doesn't matter. It's it's the type of people that you have supporting
2: you. Yeah, and actually, a lot of brands work with so-called micro-influencers, which yes. are people who have like ten thousand to fifty thousand followers, yep. and do an awful lot of work with people like yep. that. So, don't think that success only comes when you have six fingers. Six, six fingers. I mean, six <laughs> fingers. Six, six, figures.
1: <laughs> and six fingers. i six fingers. So funny. <laughs> yeah, and six fingers, Millie. Wonderful. Yes. sir. I think we've smashed that question. Um, Love it. Um Lucy has said moving on there <laughs> Will that. you make your chi- Oh, will you make your children go plant-based?
2: Oh, I've spoken about this so much. I don't I want kids. There um, you go. So, that, yeah, and, let's and that, talk that, that's about a a stigma. Bit. That's a stigma it that is isn't it? one hell of a stigma. Yeah. Um Every time I ever say that I don't want kids, people are like, well, wait till your hormones kick in. And I'm like, well, I mean, what if they don't, mate? Yeah. So, <laughs> One of my
1: bestest friends in the entire world, Tanya, and she won't mind me shouting out here, but she's not into that either. And yeah. you honestly, this is once again what society tells you you should be doing. Yeah, it's yeah, Completely yeah. up to you.
2: And I also feel like, yeah, ultimately it's my choice. It's my womb. I can do what I want with it. Yes, so, it is your womb. Um, <laughs> my ovaries. I'll decide what happens down there. Yeah. But personally, right now, I'm not seeing kids in my future for multiple mm. reasons: personal reasons and planetary reasons. Yeah. Um. But also, like, if my mind does change down the road yeah whatever yeah. and also i would raise them as plant-based because i believe yeah. whether you raise a child as eating meat or eating plants you're choosing what they eat um forcing in inverted commas, somebody to be vegan is no different than forcing somebody to eat animal products so mm. choosing any any dietary lifestyle for your child as long as you do it in a safe way as, long as it's
1: a nutritionally safe yeah, way then exactly. it's fine and you know what you're doing then yeah, but ultimately, yeah, yeah. i think it is the parent's choice exactly Um, from my view as a nutritionist as long as the parent knows what they're doing which is why i'm bringing out this thing about how to do it right then it's totally okay and i hadn't looked at it from that other angle before yeah yeah yeah. that's a
2: really different mindset shift to put on it yeah i think people think like choosing this diet because it's not the norm is forcing but choosing any diet for your child is choosing it for them
1: it's so interesting i know (laughs) it's (laughs)
2: disgusting, isn't it (laughs) i know so um (laughs) on to personal
1: training so um alice asked a question as a pt how how much nutritional advice am i allowed to give clients that's
2: a great question um yes so i i've have been qualified as a personal trainer for four years mm. i've been teaching people that whole time um And I never actually gave nutritional advice to a single client. There you go. I never gave them a nutrition program, a nutrition plan. I didn't do that even once. I would talk to them about food in our sessions. Like if they asked me something like, what do you recommend I eat post-workout? I would give them tips like that. But as I now
1: know, you don't get any nutrition training really in a personal training no no you don't you maybe get like one hour
2: so i personally believe that it's not my role and responsibility as a personal trainer to Mm -hmm. provide that advice i can share tips and tricks and sessions but i'm not going to write a nutrition program Mm. or guide instead i think it's best to onward refer To somebody who is qualified, a hundred percent. So thank thank you for that, Zana. Those are your questions (laughs) from your followers. And one thing I actually wanted to bring up because I forgot to
1: bring it up early, and I was thinking about it because it's quite current at the moment as we're recording this podcast. Uh Is the discussion on palm oil? Yes. I wondered if you had any opinions that you could share about the subject, or if you've read into it a little bit more, because from what I've been looking at, this is one hell of a difficult situation.
2: It is uh, challenging. Really difficult. Yes, um, it's it's a tough one because palm oil is in everything. Exactly, down um, to our toothpaste. Yes, like yes. and I think ultimately what every single person needs to do is look at labels and reduce mm-hmm. what they consume which has palm oil in. Exactly. If something says palm oil free, that gets a big tick from me. Um, mm. but also if you are going to eat like consume things or consume beauty products which contain mm. palm oil, you need you have to. This is a responsibility for every single mm. person to get responsibly sourced palm oil because it does say. So Sustainably,
1: sustainable exactly. palm oil on the packet and I yep. think
2: realistically palm oil as a substance is not going to disappear as, some, no. as something which is an industry is not going to disappear exactly. so it is not going to go away anytime soon no. it's also one of the most efficient oils to harvest so for for example one cup of another form of oil you might get six cups of palm oil from the same amount of plant know, so I you know. get it's a very efficient harvest for it a plant really um, so we can't disregard that completely it's just being done in a very responsible way so exactly. it's just making sure that if you do consume things with palm oil yep. that it's rest- responsibly sourced.
1: I think that's a wonderful answer. I actually covered that on my myth busting with repost yesterday because actually people make a living in some countries. It's their sole source of income. Isn't yeah. it? It's, you know, farming palm oil. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy for us in a Western society with privilege to say, let's ban something. Whereas yeah. actually what we should be doing is looking at how we're over farming again, the consumption, the sustainable mm-hmm. source. We have to just, we have to take responsibility completely. So we're now on to my favorite part of the podcast and this is the quick fire round
2: oh i love a quick fire I good know. bring it on
1: okay all right what's always in your fridge oh oat milk Ooh. you could only have one kitchen gadget what would it be um julianne peeler oh love love. Yeah. <laughs> that was so quick i can't get over how blooming quick that was okay um what's the last thing you tried for the first time
2: purple purple cauliflower Oh, did you? Yeah, it was pretty good. Sweet <laughs> signature homemade dish, um, a curry, chickpea curry. Ooh. childhood treat, Bourbons or ah. Battenberg. Oh, oh, bat- oh, Battenberg. Mate, Zanna. I used to go to school oh. with a full Battenberg in my pocket. Me too. Oh no, one. Whole one. no mate, a full have like one. No, a one. Like like a twelve-inch Battenberg <laughs> in, in my pocket half a bit of it a break <laughs> i thought you were thinking like <laughs> a little slice in your lunch like, no sure, no mate full full cake did you full get cake. through that full cake yeah me and my friend alex used to share it every break brilliant half a battenberg 11 brilliant. 20 a.m um what's the <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> what's the most unusual food you've ever eaten um i've eaten like the usual like frog's legs snails yeah. like all those sorts of things that's probably one of the most bizarre things that I've yeah. eaten. Yeah. yeah okay and what's your favorite restaurant in the world Oh, I know it could be um, anywhere and you've been everywhere Cafe Gratitude or oh, oh my god Ha 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 Mexicana in, in New York It's a vegan Mexican restaurant oh. And it does vegan churros And it will blow your mind Go there Yes that almost
1: <laughs> sounded like a rap We had riff, rhythmical stuff going on there It'll blow your mind Okay what is the one food you can't live without
2: Um, Either bananas Or Bananas, oats, peanut butter Bananas oats, peanut butter. Sorry, I have to pick three.
1: I love it. I thought I was blooming brilliant. Okay, last question. <laughs> I'm making this up on the spot because I'd love okay. to hear your answer. If there were one thing you could do for the environment now, what would it be?
2: Ban single use plastic bottles. Brilliant. Awesome.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Okay, and so that nearly wraps up this episode. Yay. Um, but with every guest, we finish with a food for thought. Okay. That's the podcast. So mine today would be what we eat not only affects our health, but also the environment as we have discussed. Now food is at the heart of many environmental issues. Um, it's a significant contributor to climate change. It's responsible for almost 60% of the global biodiversity loss right now, which is a lot. If we're to build a future where people and nature thrive, we really need to reconsider the food we eat and how it's produced. For same that maybe um, for some people it might be the government issue, but obviously for me, small changes, like, the, like we said, the meat-free Mondays to encourage plant-based eating and getting your five a day, things like that can only be a good thing, right? So another thing I read the other day was that the average UK household wastes around 30% of the food it buys. That's like taking £100 out of the bank and putting £30 straight into the bin
2: food waste is an absolute massive issue yeah. we should even talk about, but it is a huge issue,
1: yeah, so I think if we 're looking at that kind of thing, if you had one food for thought to give our listeners today
2: is a, a food related action food related
1: it could be anything actually just a take home message, let's say,
2: okay, I would say, as we said, every single action which we have um has an impact on the planet, I think. As I said earlier, we have a responsibility to, as we live here we get to enjoy the fruits of this planet. We get to enjoy mm. the beautiful views, we get to enjoy the fresh mountain air, mm. we get to enjoy the forests and the crispy autumn leaves. We get to enjoy all of these simple pleasures which the earth gives us for yes. absolutely nothing. We are given yep. this for free. We get sunrise and sunset every single day. We get beautiful views. Oh. We need to pay back for that, That's and I good. think the way that we pay back for that is that we take responsibility for our actions. We consume consciously and we reduce our consumption of things which have a negative impact and try and instill positive change. If somebody says to you sarah if you're called sarah shout out to you Mm -hmm. um why (laughs) why have you sarah Sarah, i'm talking to you um why have you gone for meet Free Mondays, sarah Mm. tell them Mm. don't be afraid to share the changes that you're doing because i think if one person does one thing the reaction of those in their circle can be huge so if i am drinking from a reusable water bottle and somebody says to me why are you doing that i will happily tell them why because that is is spreading the message exactly so Make the changes and then share those changes. Try and make a ripple effect of those around you. And I think that's when you're going to have the biggest impact.
1: I think that's absolutely wonderful. And before you go, Anna, just tell us a little bit about your new swimwear range. Because I think that's quite appropriate for this
2: podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm trying not to blather on about it too much. but it's it's um, great. It's called Stay Wild Swim. It's a swimwear brand which is made out of regenerated ocean plastic. Everything is made... Hundred percent sustainably and ethically. It's handmade in London at a social enterprise which educates women from disadvantaged backgrounds. Oh, wow. Everything is packled pa- packled? Packaged. <laughs> I'm uh, loving the words pa- today. I mean the fingers in the packled. Oh, <laughs> the six fingers in <laughs> the packled. We can tell um, you've been travelling a lot, <laughs> can't we? A lot. I'm jet lagged alright, guys. Yeah. Um it's all pa- packaged in recycled yes. and recyclable packaging, carbon neutral shipping, like even the hygiene liners are compostable. Like every single element of this swimwear is sustainable. The stitching is made of regenerated plastic bottles, like We've tried to think of everything. So yeah. I'm so proud of the brand and I'm so proud of what we're doing and the fact yeah. that we're trying to lead the way in terms of sustainable fashion because that is another huge area. I'm sure you can get somebody else on to talk about Do you that. you know what? Sustainable. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of
1: different things, but this is why I'm so grateful for you taking the time out to come on this podcast because yeah. it is to share opinions and to create a difference because we mm-hmm. all have that power, guys. We are empowering you with information here mm-hmm. that you can take on board to make little changes. There's no right or wrong exactly. here.
2: I just think everything that you consume right that has come from somewhere and that's something which i've only learned in the past couple of years like Mm. everything which i consume this glass that i'm drinking water out of somebody made that somewhere using certain resources every the, the jumper that i'm wearing the phone that i'm using yeah. where was everything sourced for that um, and that's a new thought process process which i've had and that has really opened my eyes to want to consume less and consume mm. more consciously and i just think that's the best thing that we can that's do that's
1: so interesting that the point of so i did say i'm wrapping this up but i want to keep talking Sorry, about this I, very quickly, <laughs> I think this is really interesting but i hadn't even thought of that so the shoes we put on every day to carry us from a to b mm-hmm. and everything has come from
2: somewhere oh yeah we don't like you don't realize what goes into making something because actually i went i hope you don't mind me keeping rambling on please do but i went to south africa recently to look at how certain food products were made Mm. um and i went to a factory where they made like breakfast cereal bars yeah and i had never thought about how something like that is made i just thought it was a bar on a shelf do you know what i mean and then seeing how they physically made it and the amount of people that went into it and the different machinery and i was like wow everything that we make has a process like this that goes into it and Mm -hmm. it just absolutely blew my mind and shifted my perception and that really, really, really sparked motivation in me to make a conscious choice and to support processes which I know are positive processes because a lot of processes which make things which we use every day perhaps aren't the most positive processes for people or the planet. No, do you have a big impact, obviously being
1: an Adidas ambassador as well, do you think you're able to have words?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Adidas are so open and responsive to talking about everything. So they're trying to do a lot of positive things in terms of like their parlay trainers. Every single pair of parlay trainers which Adidas makes is using up 11 plastic bottles from the Wonderful. ocean. Yeah. Um, so they're doing things like that. The, the, the leggings which I'm wearing today Nicely are made modeled. of regenerated yep. ocean plastic. Cool. I have jackets from them made of regenerated ocean plastic. Yeah. They're trying to bring that into all of their clothing mm. where it's got a recycled element. I was talking to the head of the women's, women's design Adidas and they're moving to like plant-based dyes so that the yeah. dyeing um, process, because if you don't know in clothing dyes can have huge impacts on waterways in developing countries. Mm. So they're moving towards like water-based, plant-based dyes for their clothing. So as a global brand, they are making positive steps and if a brand like Adidas makes steps like that then then come on
1: they can all follow everybody
2: else can follow that's what we're hoping
1: and a final thing to leave people with perhaps another food for thought could be um, what's the one documentary you'd recommend in terms of plastic consumption for everybody to watch or or maybe two okay
2: A Plastic Ocean yeah A Plastic Ocean I cried watching A Plastic Ocean oh my god it's absolutely heartbreaking it is isn't it yeah so A Plastic Ocean or Drowning in Plastic those two are both great
1: okay well Zanna thank you for being so a wonderful informative guest i could actually keep this rolling for hours so i'm gonna have
2: to, <laughs> have to leave it there but thank you for coming in no you're very welcome thanks for having me thank you
1: so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode you'll absolutely love my next guest so click subscribe to be the first to hear it and remember a bit of extra guidance and advice may be all it takes to help you become the healthiest and happiest version of you In my part handbook and part recipe book, Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, you can follow the structure of a session with me in clinic, gaining the confidence you need to create delicious, nourishing meals at home with my Renourish menu. Check it out on Amazon or all major bookshops. For more information about me, my clinic, recipes, events, health retreats, and so much more, please visit retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Stir fry meals can make dinner a breeze. It's time to stop planning to make elaborate meals that you know you'll never have the energy for at the end of a long day at work. The fact is that you can have an amazing, healthy meal that impresses without a ton of fuss. You just need one pan, a wooden spoon, and there's minimal cleaning up to you. Using Hex Sweet Fusion Veggie Bangers made with fragrant Thai pesto, sweet potato, and sticky rice. I mix in broccoli, sugar snap peas, pak choy, and courgette. That's a wholesome meal that comes together in minutes. Just add some olive oil, crushed garlic, and soy sauce, and you've taken the hassle out of dinner in just a few minutes. Check out heckfood.co.uk or find them in the major supermarkets.